You heard that? That means we're back for another podcast at Palisades. That's damn straight, Eric. We got some fine-ass beats up in this canal. We got beats for days here at the podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Podcast at Palisades. It's been a couple weeks. Um, we've been here and there and everywhere and, and anywhere in between. So uh, we're glad to be back. We're glad to have you back. What do you say, Paul? How are you? It's good to be back, Hank. It's been too long. Back in the saddle, if you will. Um, Ride today, cowboy. <laughs> Ride cowboy. Today we are going to talk about our impending trip to Los Angeles to visit L.A. Mike. Um, we are going to talk about uh, some obscure things I found on Wikipedia. And then we are going to call our friend Adam, who lives in San Francisco, and kind of just see what he's up to. And then if we have some other time, we may add some other things. Um, but what are you drinking today? Today I have the Samuel Adams Winter Lager. Uh, on the front we have a nice baby blue label with a Christmas tree. So a nice Christmas spirit, holiday spirit, and it tastes um, warm. It, it, it has a warmth a to it, to your body, and it's nice, a festive beer. It's a nice festive beer. Uh, here in Memphis it's probably like 60 degrees outside. We're getting getting down to the uh, colder, colder and cooler weather. Uh, fall is in the air. It hasn't just quite been fall yet, but we're getting there, and Christmas right on the corner. Grab you a Samuel Adams winter water. Sounds pretty delightful, Hank. I have gone the other route. This is almost more of a summery beer, I guess. It is an Abita Peach Lager. It is from the Abita Harvest series, which I just learned exists. It's got a, like, the background is green. It says it's like a French market. It's like a busy street with people walking around, and then there's a big crate of peaches right in the center. It looks very nice. Um, a lot of green and orange. Oh, it's and pretty nifty. Obviously, it tastes like peaches. Fresh Louisiana peaches were hand-picked for this smooth lager, so I'm excited to see what this tastes like. Louisiana grows peaches. Didn't know that, so... Neither did I. Oh. George was known for the peaches, but apparently Louisiana is. Well, Abita um, is Louisiana, right? Yeah. But so I figure you're close enough to Georgia. Why don't you just get some good peaches? But yeah, whatever. Whatever. We don't make the beer around here. We just drink it. I trust Abita. They have good stuff. We trust them. All right. So that's that's what the show is looking like today. We'll be back in a second uh, to talk about our Los Angeles trip. Okay, you have a few minutes to talk. I gotta talk to you about uh, something. It's for the podcast. No, it's not for the podcast. I promise you. Nah, is it for the podcast? Yes, it's, uh, for, the it's the for the podcast. podcast obviously, <laughs> I, I, I can't do it in the grocery store. What kind no. of groceries are you getting? What? What kind of groceries are you getting? Anything that's uh, penis shaped, mostly. <laughs> Does that okay. mean great? So what? Eggplants, bananas, yams, mostly. Yams. Just all yams. All right, well, since we got you here, we're going to ask you a few questions. Yeah, uh, okay, well, can you really not talk now, or, like, when are you going to be able to talk today? I mean, I'm, I'm almost done. I can call you all in, like, five minutes. All right, just, just, we'll talk about something else, and call us back when you're ready, I guess. All right. 
Okay, goodbye. Okay, go get those yams. Alright, so I guess in the meantime, we'll talk about uh, the upcoming trip to Los Angeles. So Play some background for, for the folks. For Thanksgiving, well first off, Notre Dame is playing USC at USC this year, like Thanksgiving weekend, and my family, well actually my mom isn't anymore, she's having a hip replacement. Um, but my whole family is going out there, my dad and my sister are going, so I was going anyway, and our friend Michael now lives in Los Angeles, and uh, obviously Adam, who we just talked to, we'll talk to in a second, lives in San Francisco, um, so I convinced Eric to join me to go out there. Hank will not be there, but we're hoping to do a road podcast and have Hank call in, so that's going to be pretty It'll be very special. Looking forward to it. Um, so anyway, we are going to Los Angeles. We're going to hang out with L.A. Mike, live at his house, go to the Notre Dame game, of course, but we'll kind of have him show us around the nightlife and the beach and all of that stuff. And then Venice also, Beach, oh my, we may go to Venice Beach. We actually have talked about going to Venice Get Eric's Beach. workout in so we can do some, Eric's some push-ups for the workout. ladies. Yeah, he's insufferable without his workout. So we're looking forward to that. And also all my college friends will be there too, my whole group from college. So it'll be exciting. Um, the game now is going to suck because Notre Dame is bad. But the trip is going to be very exciting. And I'm very excited about the podcast that we're going to record on this trip. I think Eric would say the same. Eric would say, what do you say, Eric? Hell yeah. Hell yeah from Eric. Eric says hell yeah. He's, He's doing laundry. carrying laundry back to his room. So, Eric's like a modern housewife, isn't he? He does all the, he all, is. the all the stuff for the house. He does everything around here. He reminds me of that quite frequently. Um, oh. Although I did take out the, I've taken out the trash a couple of weeks in a row, so that counts for something. Look at you go, Paul. Right? Let's get you a sticker. Um, I vacuumed in like September, so I'm good for another year and a half I think and then I do my own laundry he doesn't do my laundry so that's good other than that I really do zero maintenance <laughs> around here um, it's been a pretty nice deal so yeah Eric's the housewife for sure um, what have you been up to Hank we missed we haven't talked in a while well we talked we talked, we talked it last was... weekend but yeah full disclosure I guess we should mention yeah we had a podcast fuller we had an hour's worth of podcast and it was uh it was not a quality uh it was like c minus material yeah we uh, how we well, let's just lay out we, sam- we sampled we sampled too many beers that day I guess we could say huh <laughs> Yeah, it was a it was a rough day. I had the uh, MPRE and I got done at ten thirty. Just explain what that is. It is pretty much the uh, the lawyer's ethical exam, which you have to take it and pass to be able to practice, which kind of makes sense. Yeah. So, so I that's took that. Kind of important. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I took that, went straight to Kroger, grabbed a couple of cases of beer, came to Palisade. Uh, and then maybe ten minutes later, we started drinking we beer. Started drinking. Notre Dame was playing a. Like Jacksonville, 11.30 11, yeah. against Navy and lost again because that's kind of what they do right now. And so I started drinking early during the game. Hank started drinking early during the game. We went and got lunch um, across the street at our Mexican restaurant. And then we had like a big pitcher of margaritas. margaritas. And then we came back and then we started having more drinks. And then we tried to do the podcast and... I, I, I would say it was funny, but like not in the way that we intended. It no, was it funny was... 
for us to listen to only afterwards. Yeah. Um, Just we, looking we back, like, Adam and he texted us right after and said that was terrible. Yeah. But it was. It was very fun for us. It was fun I for us. Say. Eric had to work that day, so it was just Paul and I hanging out at Palisade. He, as soon as he comes in the door, you know, what did he come in, like 3 or 4 o'clock? No, it was, yeah, it was like 3 o'clock it he was, came in. Yeah, I guess it was more of a dinner than a lunch yeah. at the Mexican restaurant. So he comes in and he goes, well, damn, y'all just going to drink all day and be a bunch of lazy bums? We had like 15, 17 beer bottles up on the kitchen counter just uh, we were like, hanging yes, out there. That's, it that's, is Saturday, and that's so, what we were going to do. And that wasn't like, you know... Two thirty. Eric, what time did you get home last Saturday? You just ignoring us now? What time did you get home last Saturday when you walked in and you were like twelve twenty? Oh, twelve twenty. No. Because yeah, I was gone from ten to twelve. That's right. That is true. So we had a lot to drink before twelve o'clock. So anyway, what we're saying is we didn't want to give our listeners such bad material. It was, it was and, an inferior product, and we. We, we want the best for our that. listeners, yeah. so um, so we just chose didn't work out to not release that edition and to regroup this week. And Notre Dame is currently winning thirty-eight to six, so it's a much happier day so far. Tennessee, Tennessee. beat Kentucky earlier. Whoop that ass! So, if it wasn't if it wouldn't have been for Derek Dooley, we would have beat those idiots' ass sixty years in a row. But you know, yeah. Derek Dooley had to show up and rub his idiot ass everywhere, so. He just can't win them all. That's he actually didn't coach the team. He just rubbed his ass everywhere. Well, I think that's that's when he the game when he had his uh, hip replacement. So he was sitting on a stool on the sidelines. Oh yeah, I forgot. He was sitting that. on a kitchen stool on the sideline like a jackass, like a grandpa, like a seventy five year old grandpa. So that uh, that reminds me of when Charlie Weiss was at Notre Dame <laughs> and he got taken out on the sideline, and he's obviously a very large man, and then he had the, he came. I believe he came back out at the same game, and he was on crutches, and then he was on crutches for a while after that. And, like, the next game it rained, and he was on crutches, and he just looked miserable, and it was great. Um, I was at the game that he got, like, undercut, and we didn't know until, like, two quarters later when this guy behind us was like, hey, guys, Charlie Weiss got hit in the legs by a guy. And we were like, what are you talking about? And then we looked on the sideline, and sure enough, he was on crutches. I was like, whoa. That was a uh, great Gotta keep your head on a swivel on the sidelines. Yeah. On a side note, they just stopped paying him like this year, so that's good. Yeah, like tw- they owed him like twenty million dollars. Yeah, he's a very rich man um, for doing. He always he goes there. Like, in the first Kansas, two years, he does great, and then he just yeah. horrific decline. Then they fire him, and he just makes paycheck. He did the same thing at Florida because he was OC yeah. at Florida, and they did what he did at Kansas. He went to Kansas, yeah. and same thing happened. Cause he's he's a great coach, but he like he just doesn't relate to anybody at all. Like he's he's a great I shouldn't say a great coach. He's a great offensive coordinator, which is bad if the head coach is just an offensive coordinator. So that went very poorly. Anyway, he's fat and yeah, we talked a lot about Charlie Weiss more than I have in the past five years combined. Yeah. We should not talk about. Well, I don't know. We're just killing time waiting on Adam to call us back. So what else? Yeah, I mean, how long does it take to? Get a bunch of peanuts, yeah, like shape groceries. Yeah, like a few bananas and whatever's. But which always uh, confuses me. What's the difference between a cucumber and the thing and uh, the zucchini? When you look them exactly, because I did the same did this last week and came down to the grocery store. I picked up a cucumber, but it was actually I picked up a zoo. 
I tried to pick up a zucchini, but it was a cucumber, and I had no idea. I honestly don't know the difference. I know. Doesn't don't cucumbers cucumbers are used to make pickles, right? Is it cucumber or fruit? Technically, Eric. Is a cucumber a fruit? Eric doesn't think so. Okay, here from Quora.com. Cucumber and zucchini. Oh. Okay, they didn't use the plural there. Cucumbers and zucchinis. Zucchini is, you don't put an S on the end for plural. You just leave it as zucchini. Just FYI. Cucumbers and zucchinis are members of the gourd family, but different genera. Hmm. So they're like similar but different, which I think we already already that. established that, yeah. Ah, though typically used as vegetables, both are botanical fruits. Botanical. So that's like a tomato, right? Yeah. We consider it a vegetable, but it's actually technically a fruit. But if you get mad at somebody for calling a tomato a vegetable, then you're just being a jerk, yeah. right? By touch, cucumbers are you're being what Adam calls bumpy. those semolites, assholes. Som- oh, the som- sommeliers? The sommelier, sommeliers, yeah, those wine dudes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about that. I don't... I, it I, seems cool, but just don't be a dick about it. Yeah, like... Like, imagine if your child grew up to be one of, like, the hotty toddy like, wine experts, and that was the only thing they did for their living, was taste wine and get mad at people for not knowing the difference between different wines. Which like, I can get, because... Like, that'd be lame. You're right? only doing this for, like, the 1% of the, the people or the population who make millions and billions of dollars, so you kind of got to, like, be, yeah, that, be like that. that's true. But for ordinary people like Paul and I, I mean, it's... I it's, mean, wine is wine. Yeah. Right? Whether it comes from a, from a box or a, a glass jar, I mean, it doesn't... Or a glass jug or a glass, a glass bottle. So I can't even get that shit right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not we're no sommeliers here. So basically, it just seems like the the texture is different. Cucumbers are cold and have waxy skin, and zucchinis are dry and rough. I like I like a zucchini. I've been on the zucchini train the past couple months. Both of them are good. I like. I don't think I've ever had a cucumber. Don't aren't, cucumbers are in salads, aren't they? Like a, a lot of times. Yeah. My yeah. mom likes like a garden salad or something like that. A house salad. Yeah. I can get down with that. Slices of cucumber, are, oh, I knew that, are often used in treatment of tired, swollen eyes. That's where you're at, like, the spa. Oh, yeah, that's the traditional, like, like, movie style. Yeah, yeah, okay. Also used for the preparation of various lotions, soaps, and beauty products in the cosmetic industry. Hmm. Hmm. All right, well, I guess, uh, anyway, we started talking about the L.A. trip, but we kind of covered all that. I guess we can start talking... Well, okay, let's do this. We mentioned uh, when is too early for Christmas. That was one of our things we were yes, talking okay. about. I guess we can talk about that now. This was one of... I want to say this was a, a request from uh, some folks at school. Um, Gary actually brought this up. He said, you should talk about this on your podcast. I said, uh-huh. so uh, we're going to talk about this now. So thank you, Garrett, for bringing this up to our thank attention. Thank you, Garrett. I don't um, know you. But I say... It's too early to start decorating at Christmas. Your house, your outside, inside, or whatever. I have an either-or situation. A lot of people don't like it, but this is me personally. You can't decorate until December 15th or 
the day after Thanksgiving you can if it's less than 40 degrees. Your thoughts, Paul? Okay, so obviously you have a very specific you have very specific criteria for this. That's correct. Typically the the thing that's accepted is like after Thanksgiving, right? That's, that's kind of when people do it cuz the families in town they can all help set up like I'm, I'm fine with that because once you hit Thanksgiving, you're in the holiday season. Like Halloween is not the holiday season, right? I agree. So, like I'm okay with that, I guess. But I would still say it's, you, it has to be December. It, like th- November is not Christmas time. November is Thanksgiving time, and uh, December is Christmas time. So I, I think any time in December is fine. I'm not on board with your temperature requirement i don't think it matters like what it is outside um i don't think that has anything to do with it why why does it matter if it's cold just for like the feeling of just for the feeling of yeah because if it's 75 degrees outside it doesn't feel like christmas especially here in memphis when normally christmas is anywhere between 40 degrees and negative 40 degrees It, it varies but you know there's um i mean okay so So that I get, I get the feeling of Christmas involves it being cold and ideally snowy outside, but isn't part of decorating to get you into like the spirit? So like if it say it's like, okay, by your criteria, like December, let's pretend your date didn't exist. Let's say it's like December nineteenth, but it still is like sixty degrees outside in Memphis. Wouldn't you want to put up Christmas stuff to make it like feel more Christmassy? Oh, look, we're now Adam's calling. We're talking about the topic, so we're going to have to resume this conversation. Hold on, Adam. Hello, Richard. Hey, buddy. Uh, we're just talking about, you know, we're in the middle of a segment here, and you're just going to yeah, decide to call us out of the blue, so thanks. I mean, we're doing stuff here. You told me to call you back. I, I even texted you to say I was calling. Yeah, you yeah. said calling in two, and then it was literally 40 seconds later. Yeah, you didn't say... I, we assumed you meant two minutes, not two seconds. So that's kind of your fault. I think you need better producers. Well, too bad we don't even have a producer. Yeah, Eric, you want to be our producer? Yeah, well, see, that's what we're dealing with. No producers. We have zero support from anybody that knows us, and it's it's hard. It's hard to make a podcast, a, a, a listenable podcast. I've been here since day one. Oh, have you? Is he loud enough? Can we hear him? Adam, say something. Talk louder, Adam. Okay, yeah, just keep your voice, your little miniature voice up, and we should be good. Um, so, uh, just to lay a little bit of background, Adam, we've known him for a long time. You've heard his name throughout the many multiple podcasts we've had. He lives in San Francisco currently. Um, Adam, just a couple of spitball questions right off the top. What concert are you going to tonight? You're getting old. I not, don't throw me in the category of, of weird with you. I don't, I don't have nothing to do with you. Hey, hey, I'm going out with you. I think you've been married for a little over two years. You are correct. I think I think that would make you the older between us two. Uh, is that how is that how it works? I thought like yeah. it was when you were born was determined how old you are. I think I'm older than him in that sense too. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. And I got him taller, and I got. So. <laughs> you can't. We're gonna bleep that out. 
No, it's not. It's not going downhill. This is different than last time. Okay, so you're you're not going to a concert because you're tired. No, I'm going to a party tonight. Oh, <laughs> what kind of party? Oh, I went so, so, so I'm not going to a concert because I'm tired, but I'm going to a party. That makes sense. Is this a rave? Would this be considered a quinoa rave? Quinoa rave? It's a house party. Who owns a house in San Francisco? Oh, okay. Bill Gates? It's an apartment rented house. Okay, that sounds more accurate. Yeah, it's not even comprehensible to me. I, I, I think they could probably buy out Palisade in two years. Yeah, I don't ever sell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a podcast named after this location, and we are not moving, so good luck with that. Alright, so next question we got for you. Approximately, how many concerts have you been to since you've been living in San Francisco? What, about four years now? Three years? Uh, two and a half, right? Two and a half, we'll call two and a half, call it even. So what's, so answer the question, you nerd. more specific since more than you yeah obviously <laughs> okay how many times did how many particular days in, in which you've lived in San Francisco did you spend time at an event that included music being played for the sake of people showing up to listen to music is that a specific I, enough question I, for your dumb I parameters like I like that I like that that we can tell your high school students That's not days. Like, no, we're not talking about days. How many? No, no, no. Okay. What? Moving out to San Francisco made you retarded as hell. Are you Michael, right? This is a Michael answer. What is... <laughs> so you're telling... Okay, this is what I'm asking you. That's there good. it is. There's the answer. 20 or 30, my ass. ass. It feels like way more than that, based on your Snapchat and whatnot. I think, I, I think it's just been recently. Like, I've gotten to, like, 10 in the past couple of months, so it's just kind of embellished. Yeah, I guess that's true. Okay. So, really, only 20 or 30. It feels like approximately 100 or 150 to us. <laughs> I, 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 I,
I think I think it's a good case study, man. Like two things, like recency bias, and then also like yeah. Okay, like, that's true. Like Instagram and Snapchat stories are you just like showing the parts of your life that you want other people to take note of. Like, hey, look at the cool things I'm doing. I, I feel very strongly about Instagram and Snapchat. Yeah. That, that it's really just people putting a display of their life that they want you to see. Yeah, okay. All right, well, you're boring us with that's this bullshit answer, Adam. So next question we got that, for that's you. That's a very true social commentary. Can I, can I, but also super boring, so just, like, answer the question and just stupid. What, how many times have you gone to, like, a, a private, like, person's thing where there was just one guy playing a guitar and people sitting around? Oh, that was only, like, two or three times. That's not what, that's not, that's not yeah, okay, that's what... That's trying to downplay. Two or three times is too many for that situation, my friend. Hey, one of the times the guy was from Memphis. It was a pretty cool conversation. He went to White Station and all in. So I know that's like the fifth person I've ever even like crossed paths with from Memphis. So it, there was some benefit from that. Huh. Well, that's cool and still stupid. Okay, next question. Adam. Next question, Adam. Make sure you speak up. So the, the you yeah, got a voice. The listeners want to hear you. Make sure you speak up. It is kind of quiet. Hank's holding it as close as he can, but. Okay. We we have to make it kind of quiet because Hank literally screams every word he says. So, <laughs> so Adam, next question. Okay, yeah. Yeah. What do you actually do for your job? <laughs> what do I actually do for my? Hold on. What What do you think I do for my job? Okay, hold on, hold on. We'll go. We'll take turns. Hank, Hank, you go first, and then Eric, and then I'll say. I think you sit in a cubicle all day, and then you're like the the third side bitch for the CEO, and you go get coffee and quick quinoa burritos. And then you just like make appointments all day. That's what I think you do. Eric? Okay. I feel like you talk to the other employees in the building, but you never communicate with anyone outside of the building. So I don't know what gets done in there besides conversation. <laughs> okay. And what I think you do is you walk into work, you take off your shoes, you sit on your unique beanbag in your cubicle, and then you read emails for seven hours and occasionally set up a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> There's no such thing as a quinoa burrito. I haven't seen it yet. Dude, why don't you make one? I, I am on the recruiting team, and so when so you're a college football time, coach? No, for for Uber. So I'm on the recruiting team at Uber, and so interviewing is a pretty long process, right? When it comes time for an engineer to interview on site, you have to schedule them to meet with you know five or six people over a five or six hour span that day. It takes a lot of work to get those schedules aligned and get all the people arranged and like that. So I'd say like probably 60% of my job is spent organizing those schedules. So I schedule like, I don't know, close to 30 interviews per week of engineers to come on site in the coming weeks. What do you mean by engineer? Do you mean like a driver or like a like a engineer where he comes out with his compass and drawings and stuff. Yeah, are you interviewing Christopher Columbus or the taxi guy? <laughs> neither, neither. Uh, in- engineer, actually, I think it's a misnomer in, in the U.S. Like a lot of, say, a lot of other countries just call it, like, what, software developer? It's a software engineer. Okay, so okay. So some nerd? Building the app. Uh, sure, they're rich nerds. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so basically you're working at, you, have you played the story mode of GTA Five? Oh, okay, well, there's there's that one, the one mission where Michael has to dress up like a young person and you go, go in the building, yeah. Invader, 
And it's basically like Facebook, and he has to like interact with all these nerds who are like software developers. That's what you're doing. You're interviewing those people. I am setting up the interviews then, yes. Okay. So, so nobody ever sees what you do. Oh, absolutely. We work with the recruiters, and then it's our job when engineers actually come on site. Like, we're responsible for them when they're there. So we greet them, we make sure everything's prearranged, and then we have to make sure everything goes well throughout the day, because... A lot of times the interviewers will miss, you know, they'll be like, oh, crap, I forgot I had to interview and things like that. So we spend, like, the other 40% of our job fixing those kind of fires. Oh, okay. Sounds it's really... A, it's a fun job, though. You get to interact with a lot of different people. Okay, so back on the fun part, uh, when are you moving back to Memphis? <laughs> when am I moving back? Um, well, let's see. That's a tough question. I, I told Eric I'd move back if we could move in together, but he told me he was leaving. I don't remember him telling me that. That's how, Eric says, did you hear that? He says he doesn't remember you telling him that, but that does sound like something Eric would say, so. I don't, I mean, saying, I said it, so it's true. I mean, did we not just learn that over the past? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, good point. <laughs> don't, don't need to validate that, Craig. Adam, you can move in with me and Katie. Uh, well, we could go to El Mezcal, that'd be the case. Every single day. Yeah, no, no questions about it. Alright, next question. Um, so we've we've hinted at the LA trip while you were while you after you ditched us on the first phone call. Um, are you excited for the LA trip? Very excited. I was just on the phone with my mom, my mommy, and I <laughs> to, to, to get lit with Dirty Mike and the boys. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god, dude. Don't even get me started. In Los Angeles does not have room for three pots. So it's going to be an interesting endeavor to ask my friend's mom, hey, can I borrow two pots and maybe like a couple plates? Yeah, yeah. Also, my friend who makes six figures can't afford it. Alright, sidebar, Eric, how do you feel about catering Thanksgiving at Michael's? That's one of the worst ideas I've ever read. I was about to walk into a test, and I saw that he was going to try to get us to pay, what, $65 a piece to cater Thanksgiving? Eric, Eric failed that test. Yeah, he said... I dominated that test. <laughs> Actually, Eric, you said he did do pretty well on it. Did. Yeah, it did. He, okay, so Michael wanted us to pay, what, 60, 60 bucks a piece to have Thanksgiving catered. And then we were like... Sorry, we can't do that because we're not investment bankers. <laughs> is essentially what happened. Let's so go then, back to this new text message. Yeah, well. he do you have it up? He says, because uh, we were talking about buying him new kitchenware with that money instead of wasting on catering. And he right. said, I'm not buying new kitchenware that I will have to toss because I don't have space. This <laughs> He wouldn't put it under his bed. He would throw it away because he apparently doesn't have cabinet space. Even so, like a pot costs like $3 at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> can we check? Can we price check that three dollars for a pot at Walmart? Actually, all right, I think we'll be fine. Let's let's price estimate how much it would cost to buy Michael stuff, and let's just assume we're only using it one time and see how much money we'd save for a, <laughs> a sixteen quart stainless steel pot at Walmart. Eleven ninety four. That was pretty much spot on oh with that. And look how big it is. We, we, we could cook like three different meals in that one. Yeah, that's that's a huge pot too. Like you could keep a human head in that thing, <laughs> right? That's like the size pot we're talking about. Well, uh, Adam-sized human head. Okay, we could two Adam-sized legs yeah. and an arm. 
four of Adam's heads and one normal person head. Hey, I have a big head. I have a little body. Uh, <laughs> we don't want to go down that road. All right, so yeah, we're not catering Thanksgiving, Michael, if you're listening. You butt. We don't have money. Michael. We're going to... <laughs> We're, we're trying to limit those, Adam. That, yeah, a lot. To, that's a lot of editing work that I have to do. Yeah, it's we're really trying hard. to say we're trying to say fuck as many as many times as we can, so Hank has to edit the word fuck out of the podcast. Okay, I won't say. Fuck All right, great. This is gonna be a thing. I'm gonna say fuck at least twenty five more times until Hank gets pissed off and tries to get me to edit, and then I won't say fuck any more times. Can, can, can we revisit the conversation we had last week? The, the failed attempt of an interview. No. Oh no. Okay. We already. We yeah. We already covered that in, in the meantime. Okay, okay, fair yeah. Yeah. And also, we're telling you that, but it's not actually true. So we're moving on. Okay. Moving on. No. We did. We did discuss yeah. that. Okay. And then um, we talked about Charlotte Weiss for like two and a half minutes. Yeah. For some I don't reason. know why we did that. All right. So moving on. Neither here nor there. All right. I've got another question. Um, we've had a very good history of predicting teams' records on this podcast. Eric said the Browns would go eight and eight. They're currently zero and ten. <laughs> What do you think Memphis's record is going to be in basketball this year? Ooh. Oh. Yikes. That's a tough one. It is cubby time, but I think we held an open trial. I think we have two fraternity guys who were like now on Memphis basketball. Oh, that's disgusting. Is that real? <laughs> say, say, oh, yeah, we think 25 people show up. So uh, suffice to say, it's going to be as good as the 08 season. Um, so losing the championship? I, 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 I would be happy with like a 600 record. So what's that in college basketball today? It's like 22 like, and 18? Something like that? Like 25 and 10. That's So you're thinking they get to 20 wins though? Yeah. Is usually the benchmark. I, I think just because of how awful the out-of-the-conference schedule is in American, I think UConn lost to some D2 team. Yeah, they lost to Wagner yesterday. Yeah, so it's, it's not looking good. We have Deidre Lawson, who's on, somehow on the basement, like player of the year watch list. So I, I, I think 20 wins is good. Yeah, I could. that's what I was going to say. I have listened to nothing about Memphis so far, but I feel like they could go like 20 and 13 or something like that. It's a complete lack of depth issue, and we still have, you know, like three players who are four or five stars, and now we finally have a coach that doesn't say golly gee Wilkers. Like, nothing warms He says, God damn! <laughs> he says, <laughs> you other teams. <laughs> he doesn't say, Rudy T, fresh and fruity, Diedrich Lawson. Well, I'll, I'll never forget Memphis played against Virginia in the what was it, 2014 March Madness. I think it was what, the round of 32. Yeah. And they showed, they showed Josh Pastner's speech before a game. And god dang, I, I wanted to turn the TV off. I mean, the speech unmotivated me so much, I didn't even want to watch the game. I can't imagine what those players were thinking. Well, I think he's a. I have to bleep that out, too. That's offensive, right? I obviously can't say that. <laughs> okay, now we're just going to leave out the whole rest of the interview. All right. I think that's all of our Adam questions. Yeah, do you have anything else? Uh, I think we covered it all. Adam, you got any questions for us? Are we excited for the LA trip? Yes. Everybody's excited. I'm excited. Eric's excited. I know, but I'm excited for you. Can I... Bitch, can I not be excited for you? No. You'd be able to cover your costs. Yeah. Let's take take the money we we're gonna use for catering, except for we weren't, and then just pay for Hank's plane tickets. Oh, can, can we take a group poll? How 
how absurd will it be for me to ask someone's mother to borrow pots of pants for That's pretty weird. Ten out of ten absurd. It would be, I feel like the time when that stopped being acceptable was when we stopped being in college and now we're 24. Well, you know, I think 25. About, 25. Happy birthday. Why don't you just jam them in your bag and bring like one pair of clothes? Oh my god. You, you, you. <laughs> One pair of normal person clothes should cover you for like three days anyway. Well, so. Since you wear skinny jeans, they all fit in the bag better. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that? Eric says just bring a lot of skinny jeans. It'll fit in the bag easier anyway. Yeah. Alright, all right, I'll, I'll let y'all go. No, okay, so don't bring any clothes. Load up your bag with pots and pans and we'll go to Baby Gap on like Friday. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> alright, sounds like a plan. Okay. Are you riding the bus or are you walking home? Broke-ass bitch! <laughs> hey, shouldn't Uber pick you up for free? You work for that company. Yeah. Oh. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alright, bye, Adam. Goodbye, Adam. Alright, so that was a significantly better interview than last time, I would say. It was a hell of a lot better than last time. And we are going to take a break. We'll come back and we're going to talk about a bunch of weird ways that people have died. So stay tuned. Alright, and we're back after that, you know, halfway decent segment with Adam, so... That was okay. As good as you can expect with uh, Adam being the interview guest, I suppose. We took a break, we ate some Taco Bell. Quite fantastic. We're all filled up. And now we're ready to talk about dead people. Before we so, say that, I just want to give the shout out to uh, yes, yes, Ryan. Yes, shout out. He sent me a letter today at Palisade. Uh, he, he got married at the end of summer, and... Uh, I got him a little gift, and he sent me this sweet little thank you card. Now, I, I just want to say, uh, he says some nice things in here. I want to say to him from the bottom of my heart, thank you, Ryan and, and Lindsay. I uh, hope you, uh, the world of happiness. So thank you, and uh, keep on living good, I guess. That's a very sweet note, and we're very happy, happy for Ryan and Lindsay. They're very nice, and it was a very good wedding. Call me in a couple so, years when you need a divorce attorney. <laughs> that's not funny. Okay. Sorry. Maybe it is. I don't know. Ryan will be the judge, I suppose. And we Memphis has scored. Memphis. No, oh no, that's South Florida. Down fourteen to nothing. So that's not going well so far. Okay. All right. So I don't. I don't know if this will become like a recurring segment or anything. But we had an idea where one or both of us would just sit down and get on our computers on Wikipedia and find like the most obscure things we can find. Um, and I did this, I guess it's been a while, last Tuesday, and I came across this article uh, entitled List of Unusual Deaths, and it's rather extensive. Um, it starts out with antiquity in the Middle Ages. We kind of skipped past this to like modern times. Antiquities in the Middle I don't even know what that antiquities uh, is. Antiquity like is like an antiquities like, and pots. Yeah, like vases and... A vase, a yeah. Ming vase. Okay, so we gotta pass all that boring. Anyway, stuff. antiquity is like ancient times, right? So yeah. like, like BC mostly, and then Middle Ages, Renaissance. You got it. We skipped ahead to modern times, and there, there's a lot of it. Separates it by decade, and there's like a lot of these to sift through. But we picked out 
Well, I, I picked out my favorites, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about them. Okay, so the first one, um, and bear with me, I'm gonna have to research these. The first one is Clement Volanding Volandigham. In 1871, uh, was a lawyer in Ohio, and he was defending a man who had been charged with murder. And then he was acting out the fact that the other guy, the guy who got murdered, could have drawn his weapon and accidentally shot himself. And in the process of demonstrating this in court, he shot himself and died while he was defending this guy. So I don't know how we're gonna like. Are we gonna like? Like that's kind of dumb. That is extremely dumb. But I think uh, the defense proves his point. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, that's so, you're clearly proving your point. So defense counsel the defendant wins. was ultimately cleared. So, Clear. In Man. other words, that was an excellent defense. You won't find me shooting myself on accident in the courtroom. So, uh, that's but good. good for this guy. I'm glad. I'm glad his his client won. Uh, the attorney, yeah, so not so much. He died, but. In the end, he achieved his goal. So I guess we could say that was a success by Clement. But Volandigan. extremely weird, though. I mean, why are you? Why do you have a loaded gun in a courtroom? Right. <laughs> like, how does this not that get passed? Easily been acted out without a loaded gun. So, as we know, people shooting themselves does tend to happen. Like Plaxico Burris. Yeah. It sounds like Plaxico Burris. Shot himself on the cock. I don't think he shot himself there. Did he? He didn't shoot himself. Oh, there. Okay. Alright, so that's Clement Valandigan. That's, I don't know, kind of a funny one. But, but it gets better from here. Something something good came from that, yeah. I would say. Uh, the next one is a guy named Jimmy Heseldin. In 2010, he was a British entrepreneur who was the owner of the Segway personal transport system. And if you don't know, Segway is like that thing you stand on with like the handlebars and it kind of just like... Zooms moves around. Moves you yeah. around, right? It's like a, it's like a motorcycle, but you're standing up, kind of. It's like a easy transportation for easy tourists. transport device, right? Yeah. They have like Segway tours. Anyway, this guy uh, was the owner of the Segway, like of all of them. So like he's the guy in charge, and the way he died was he was riding a Segway and fell off of a cliff. <laughs> Which I think is very funny because obviously he owned Segways and he died from his own product, which is like the worst way to advertise it possible. So that's Jimmy Heseldin. He died at the hands of a machine. The machines are taking over. We need less machines. I think, I think. Uh, speaking of, there was, I didn't write this one down, there was one guy who was killed by, he was the first guy killed by a robot. It was like a, I'm not going to find it now, but. It was like some sort of thing that would pick something up and transfer it to somebody else, somewhere else. And it was like, I guess, like going out of control and it was moving too fast and the device turned and smacked him in the head and killed him. He's the first known person to die at the hands of a robot, is what it said. That's always good. So good. For That's us. extremely funny. It's extremely ironic. You die at the hands of That's your a very funny segue. You created the segue. And didn't you say he fell off a cliff? Yeah, so he, he fell just, off a cliff. So, here. for one, he was riding a Segway near a cliff in the first place, which is dumb. And then he fell off. So, Jimmy Heseldin, not the brightest guy, but... Well, at least his family's got millions and millions of dollars, Yeah, so. true. He owned the Segway. First two cases, everybody's, it all works out in the end for somebody. Right, yeah. Segway, great transportation device, but you could fall off a cliff when riding it. 
Um, okay, next guy. <laughs> I really like this one. Jeffrey Haywood is a 65-year-old, was a 65-year-old man. He's now dead, obviously. In 2012, for whatever reason, uh, he maybe he was starved for attention, whatever, he decided to pretend to be blind so people would maybe pay more attention to him, whatever. And he fell into a ditch and died because he was pretending to be blind. Well... Still kind of like ironic, you know, you're being it blind is. and you're deceiving the people and then you die for being a, from being a jackass towards the people. So, uh, once again, if you're going to be a dick to people and, and there's, there's karma involved in that one <laughs> yeah. for sure. And also an element of like the Volandingham guy, like there's something somewhat honorable about it because he was so into it that he was... He was willing to be totally <laughs> to sucked into this calls. idea that he wasn't scared of anything that would happen, and then he died as a result. So there is a guy out there, well, there was a guy out there, who died because he was pretending to be blind. So anytime your life seems bad, remember that. Some guy died for that reason. All right, now we get to the kind of crazy ones. In 2013, there was a 58-year-old man named Denver Lee St. Clair who was involved in a scuffle, I guess we'll say, with his stepson. And the stepson, they're fighting each other, he punches him unconscious, and then, once he's unconscious, he gives his father a an atomic wedgie, which, if you're not familiar, is where you pull a person's underwear from the back waistband, correct? The elastic comes over the head. And then over their head. And then this caused him uh, to... Let's see the official nomenclature here. Oh, it just says strangling. Dude. This is on the podcast. Dude. Yeah, we're recording right here. Go away. We're talking about death here. Don't listen. Podcast. All right. Podcast. We'll, we'll cut this out. We'll cut this out and also check this out later on. So, yeah. in other words. So, the atomic wedgie, you pull the elastic over the head and he strangled himself? Yeah. So, well, no, his son strangled he, him by putting. His son knocked him out and put him in an atomic wedgie. And then he so, died. he's completely unconscious in the right. atomic wedgie. And he, like, was strangled by his underwear. That's a hard way to go out. I was not under the impression that an atomic wedgie was actually possible. Yeah, because like you just you just gotta think at some point it just rips the underwear just rips. That's like some really parts. stretchy underwear, right? Probably That's, like some of that Hanes Michael Jordan Ultra Ultra Flex. Yeah, I guess so. How do you? I still don't see it. Every time I'm trying to give a wedgie to somebody, like it just rips. Yeah. So I don't like. I don't know. Maybe he was a midget guy, a midget dad, and they didn't have to stretch it so far. <laughs> I guess that would make sense. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's anyway. There's a guy out there who died from an atomic wedgie. So again, that's good to know. All right, the next guy is Gareth Jones, and he was older, not older, but okay. 1958. Gareth Jones was an actor, and he was a part of a live television play. And during the play, he suffered a heart attack and died. Now the play did not stop. The director said, you know what, his character was supposed to have a heart attack anyway, let's just improvise, we'll skip ahead in the play and we'll act like nothing is wrong. And they just went on with the play after this guy died of a heart attack. Which just seems kind of brutal to me. That does seem extremely brutal. Right. I mean, but but he was he was playing his character so well, and he just actually, instead of having a fake heart attack, he had a real heart attack and just fell flat on the ground. 
Again, you and the director, really he that. thought his acting was so good. Hey, this dude's going 110 percent. Yank his ass off the off the the front row, and let's yeah, keep on going. He's play. now dead, so yeah. just rip him off and throw him into the side. Again, another person so dedicated that that they died for this. So that's Gareth Jones dying of a heart attack. But the show went on as the show said. went on. All right, this is kind of a side note. This isn't like one person, but in 1919. In Boston, Massachusetts, there's a thing called the Great Molasses Flood, which I don't believe is even real. There was a large molasses storage tank. Why do you have a storage tank full of molasses? It's 1891. That was that was what they used. They didn't have like sugars, like candy bars. They had Kit Kats everywhere. I guess. I guess. Get your sugars from somewhere. A tank of it. Yeah. So anyway. This tank bursts, and a, quote, wave of molasses rushed into the streets at an estimated 35 miles per hour. That's some high-velocity molasses. Killing 21 people and injuring another 150. Now, um, how did molasses go that like I thought molasses was kind of like a sticky substance. That yeah, not- it must have been in like a high-pressured, high-density tank. Like a thousand gallon tank, but like you said, it's, it's very thick. Maybe they just drowned because it was like waist deep or neck deep, and they couldn't get out of it. They couldn't. It's like quicksand, kind of. I could, I guess, I could see that. I just can't picture it like flowing far. Yeah, that's a, that's that's gonna so, be thousands and thousands and thousands. It of had gallons. to be a, a huge tank, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, it says it's a local event that's become infinite, infamous, obviously. And some people for decades afterward claim that on especially hot summer days, the area still smelled of molasses, Whoa. which I guess makes sense. That's a nice... I have never had legend, molasses urban legend. in my life. Molasses is fantastic. We talked about this earlier. It's, yeah, uh, we did. Nothing's better... Uh, no, no condiment is better than a sausage biscuit with cheese and egg than molasses. You slap some molasses on there and you are living in hog heaven. So I've never tried it. Never tried it's the it. the best. You said it's like... Like honey, but like tart, more yeah, tart. Yeah, it's a little bit more tart. It's 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 fantastic. Mm. It's sweet, but it's also tart. It's, it's less sweet than honey. A little bit more tart, but it's it's a little thicker as well. Yeah, I just picture it as like like extra thick syrup, but doesn't yeah. taste good. Yeah, because well, I've heard bad things about it. Oh, well, you're people I, you talk I, to I are not smart. Then. I have to try it. All right, so that's the great molasses flood in Boston. <laughs> if you've never heard of that before, because I feel like we all have. All right, we have three more. There's a guy named Bernd Brandis, who's a German guy from Berlin. And this guy chose to respond to, I assume this is like the German version of Craigslist. There was an internet advertisement placed by a guy named Armin Mavez, who supposedly was an aspiring cannibal. And he like put out, I guess the equivalent of a Craigslist advertisement and said, hey, could somebody choose to sign up to be slaughtered so that I can, like, eat you after you're dead, after you've been, like, chopped up into pieces? And this guy, Bern Brandis, said, sure, why not? So he got chopped up and this guy ate him. That seems especially gory. And But the only reason I could think of me volunteering to do that, to be chopped up and and eaten, is if I'm going to die anyways next month. And right. he offers to pay me, hey, I'll pay your family $10 million, but I need you to, I need to chop you up and, and make you a filet style and 
make it to like a smoothie or something. Like I don't know. It's, so maybe yeah. he had some ulterior motives. Maybe he knew he was gonna. Maybe he had cancer. Maybe he had like a. He could have been like a, a depressed person. I guess. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about killing themselves. What year did you say this was? Two thousand and one. Oh is like well, pretty recent. Yeah. So. Hmm. Kind of Fifteen weird. years ago. This does. Uh, there is a guy who I don't know if you heard about this in Russia. He's he is volun he's a he's very par- he's paralyzed I believe from like the chest down or something like that and he's got limited movement and he's really like fed up with his life and he's agreed to have his head transplanted onto another body by this this guy who wants to like experiment with this I think it's in Russia this doctor's been wanting to do a head transplant of a live person. Have you heard of this? Never heard of this. So, like, while he's alive, he just gets his head chopped off and then puts it onto another body to see if right. the head will kind of regenerate. Like a, 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 a body that's perfectly good, but the person died, but their body is, like, still fit for a living. Huh. This guy wants to try it because I guess he's on the verge of, like, not caring anymore. Yeah. I mean, if he wants to try it, all, I mean, all for so, it. I mean, it's I really like interesting. They, I, I believe there there's like a 45 minute period if you like super freeze a person's body and then like slice their neck off their head off at the neck real quick that the brain cells and stuff won't die if it's like within 45 minutes if you just like reattach it to another body that's his theory of course it's never been done before so you need some quick you need some quick fingered and quick handed doctors to yeah. sew everything up and, and they just got to do it real quick they're gonna like attach it on make sure all of like hmm. the cords are like hooked hooked up correctly or whatever you call them so anyway that guy could be added to this list soon i think it's happening like next year or something Sweet. Like we'll keep you updated podcast i mean that's riveting stuff okay um let's see in 2011 a guy named jose luis ochoa died after being stabbed in the leg at an illegal cockfight <laughs> by one of the birds who was holding a knife how does a bird hold? I, I, I'm assuming like the, the bird had like in his claw, he had a knife duct tape to it. Or, yeah, because a lot of the birds in cockfighting they'll have like razor blades taped right. to their claws. Yeah, so maybe it's something like that, or maybe he just had a like a straight up like 12 inch butcher knife taped to his to his claw. That's terrifying. I don't they, get involved in cockfighting. That's just the whole thing. I mean, so so people like pay they like bet on this, right? That's yeah. why it's a lucrative thing. I can't imagine why that would be, like, fun. I don't know. To watch those. Well, animals. I guess, like you said, you bet money. I guess the, the, the thrill is, is betting of the money. Because the chicken, like, at the end of the day, you're just going to make fried chicken legs. So, it's a matter if the chicken dies, whether you guess, just yeah. chop off its neck or if it cockfights. But Do they have, like, backstories on these chickens? Where you can, like, follow their fighting career and, like... I'm sure they do. Well, you can, you can actually legal... It's actually legal to cockfight on Indian reservations. Really? Yeah. I heard this from a buddy at school. I did, yeah. Huh. Because he said his cousin, the guy I heard it from, he said his cousin actually raises like hundreds of chickens at a time. Just for that Just for the cockfighting, yeah. Weird. I guess he makes enough money that it's worth it. Yeah, I didn't get it too involved because it just... Interesting. Well, maybe we have him on next time. Yeah, Dylan, we'll call you. You'll be on the podcast next time. I think he's a frequent... Yeah, he's a listener, yeah. Okay. He'll be glad to be referenced, I guess. This is a pretty big deal for him, just career-wise. Career-wise. You can only go up from here, baby. All right, and the last one. Uh, in 2013, we have a person named uh, Takuya Nagaya, 23 years old, from Japan. This is my favorite one. For whatever reason, whether it was insanity or some sort of mental problem, 
This person, Taguya Nagaya, began to start slithering on the floor <laughs> and pretending to be a snake. And it was like, I guess, probably a little bit funny for a minute, but then he didn't stop doing it. He kept doing it. And then his mother started to believe he was possessed by a snake. So he calls for this guy's dad. And this is how the dad deals with this. See if this makes sense to you. The dad comes in and starts headbutting his son, who's pretending to be a snake, <laughs> and biting him in order to drive out the snake possessed within him. And he did this for a solid two days. And instead of not being possessed by the snake anymore, this person died, which is not surprising to me at all. You completely headbutt a person for two days at a time. It's I assume hard. they'll die at it's some point. concussion at some point. I think yeah. the, the, the underlying message here with all these stories is, kids, don't do drugs. You hear Adam? Don't do drugs. Yeah, we don't no. have uh, like numbers on how many of these people were under the influence of some substance when these were happening. But yeah, it's like a high percentage. It's got to be a pretty high number, I would imagine, right? Some of these things are... Either drugs or stupidity. Weird. Yeah. Which, that'd probably be like 95% of all these. Except for the molasses flow. Yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of cool. important, uh, unfortunate. All right, so that's our weird deaths. Um, which I think, I, thought, I mean, that was a lot of weird deaths. I mean, I mean, we left out a couple. There was a guy who was struck by an airborne fire hydrant. Um, there was a guy who... I don't know. There were, there were a few we left out, but these were pretty good ones. What, what are you mumbling about, Eric? He's mumbling. My He's friend got... is on the way to light, uh, wherever we're going. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I guess we have to go then. We'll wrap it up because um, Eric says so. Paul, what you had your beer was. You I had the Samuel Adams, Adams Winter Lager, and it was fantastic. Uh, I would rate it a seven and a half out of ten. Pretty good. Pretty good for the winter. I've my peach lager was pretty good. I would say uh, like seven, seven or eight out of ten. It wasn't as good as Purple Haze. Purple Haze was good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um. Eric wants to leave, so we're ending the podcast now. Thanks a lot, Eric. It was about time anyway, right? Yeah, yeah we're we, right we didn't say enough times in the last segment, did we, Hank? No. No, we did not. Just okay. let me edit. Well, I guess we're going to leave the podcast now. Thanks, so, listeners, for you being there. This is this yeah, one's for you. appreciate it. This was a great one. Um, until next time. See you later. Goodbye.